2: I'm Sheila Shoige, and this is Ready To Be Real Conversations. The podcast series write chat to people of all walks of life. Some names you'll recognise, others you might not. But my hope is that these conversations will at times inspire, challenge, educate, comfort or
3: simply entertain you. This week, I speak to stylist Fiona Hayes. How can I make you feel good? And it could be just a simple thing like a cashmere knit as opposed to the polyester and the polymides and all the unnatural kind of fast fashion fabrics that we're buying Mm. and have absolutely (laughs) no soul and you know could be instead of spending the 30, 40 euros you know say right I'm going to buy a nice colour it's going to be a nice pop and the other thing that we're missing is can I wear it more than one way so yes you love your tracksuit or your leggings we all do but could I take that jumper that I'm wearing could I wear it over a skirt could I wear it with jeans? Can I put a nice necklace on it? Could I wear a shirt underneath it? Could I do all these things? And these are the kind of questions we're not asking ourselves every day. You know, we're just like, we're throwing it on. Well, we're mm. we throwing it on. We're going, doing this, that, and the other. And the reality is we're fed up with it. You know, women are stuck in a rut. And action is the only thing that's going to take us out of that rut. So we have to do a full assessment of the wardrobe.
2: Fiona lives in Limerick with her husband, Trevor, their two boys, Matthew and Ross, along with her dad, Nick. She's been dressing people for over 15 years now. Manny, who happened to be well-known, and she also runs her own bespoke retail events company and has appeared on TV from Channel 4's Queen of Frocks to TV3 shows and, most recently, RTE's Today Show. In this conversation, she shares style tips with us, along with the importance of doing a wardrobe detox, the benefit of upcycling, and what to spend your money on when it comes to your clothes. We met 2018. We clicked. I thought you were cool. And then I realised, obviously, you're not just a cool person, but you're really good at what you do. And I was doing a lot of different types of work. A lot of events, yeah. Yeah. And a bit time poor and a bit... You confused. let it up to the gods. Yeah. yeah. You and let overwhelmed it to me. and all the rest. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we, we teamed up. Yes. And you very, luckily for me, helped me out on a number of different events. Mm-hmm. I mean, loads of stuff, actually, from telework to events that I had on. And I suppose... The night where it really came into play Ooh. was um, in 2019, I went to the VIP Style Awards. I remember you turning up with the guna <laughs> and said, give it a go, give it a go. I put it on. I instantly loved it. I thought it was... Ethereal would yeah, be the word, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. And so. it was so different for yeah. me. Mm. Um, and at the time I had a big heavy fringe. So I put the hair up, something I never do, uh, kind of went heavy on the makeup, wore the guna.
3: Uh, and it was quite monotone, night. right? It was a black and white dress. Yeah. So you were able to play around with hair and you were able to play around with makeup. But you know what it was? It's the essence of, I felt it was the essence of who you were. And that's where the time is for a lot of stylists. It's getting to know that person you're addressing. And the more you give in any walk of life, you know, the more you get back and you really, you went for it. Like you had an open mind and maybe it took us a bit of time to kind of get there because, as you said, you are time poor. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times that we met, it was literally passing over bags and yeah, cars was, and car yeah. parks, sexy stuff. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I have to go now, you know. And usually, I try. The red and... cow was, was it? Was a oh, I'd spot. say it was the lowest stuff there in the yeah, red cow. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but that's the reality of what I do: <laughs> side of the road stuff, you know. And uh, <sighs> that's why, like, you have to get to the nuts and bolts of who the person is, especially in your environment because you're on the move, you're in different events. You don't have time for the palaver and the chats. So, but thank you, by the way, because I, you know, not only did we get to know each other and I think, you know, we formed a solid friendship. You let me do my thing and even, you know, we had a few conversations, a few kind of, oh, I don't know about that now but you embraced it. And then it made my job easier because then I knew the brands I needed to go out to. And it opened doors for me as well in terms of brands, you know. I always, and I do it in TV as well, I will always try and match the right brand to the right person. And it could be anything from high street to high end. So as I got to know you, then I was like, okay, I think I can try this or, you know, and I can ring this. And, you know, it was fantastic for me. It was over two years, really. We did it quite intensely. Yeah. But, but, um,
2: um, but that was a lovely night because, you know, it was it was great fun. I had no expectation. I was just there to hang out and catch up with people. And the next us? thing yeah, and the next thing I was uh, you know, I saw my face flash up on the screen as one of the people who was chosen as the look of the night and I didn't think Antonovit, next thing my name was called out. I won the look of the night. I mean, I never win anything ever.
3: Yeah, so but it was the unexpected.
2: So and it was the unexpected, and it was just a gorgeous moment. And I'm not saying this as as ego driven or whatever. I suppose I'm. Why well, the reason I'm I'm talking about this at all? Yes. is simply to say that that wouldn't have happened if I was to go out and sort my own guna. Hmm. It wouldn't happen. So it, it was down to you. That's just the fact of it, right? And. It was a beautiful dress. It was a lovely boutique down in Clarny,
3: McBee's. Yeah, McBee's. Fabulous bunch of and, girls down uh, there. Do you know what I mean? It was just, it was lovely. Um, I was I, thrilled I, and chuffed that I have to disagree with you though. I do think you know what you like and you're, you've been quite vocal with me over, you know, what works and what doesn't work. But by the same token, you are time poor. And the misnomer along, you know, stylists and personal shoppers when you get them, you know, on board is that it's women who are absolutely God helpesses, you know. And it's an awful term or phrase, but like... <laughs> it. Now I do get a lot of women that go I'm absolutely beyond help you know but the reality is you are time poor and a lot of women coming to me come because they have a two hour window they have a budget, they have a specific number of things coming up and that is the way to shop by the way. We spend most of our time going in looking for the guna for the wedding or looking for the guna for an event when really when you think about where investment should go it should be in our everyday capsule wardrobe and I don't mean the tracksuits and we all love them. You know I'm sitting here with a black kind of a, a hoodie but it's a nice one Um. For me, it's about elevating the everyday and that's where your time and your investment needs to go into. Mm. It's not about making someone into a Prada runway model, you know. It's about what do you like wearing and how can I just just tweak that a little bit and make you feel, you wake up in the morning and go, I'm going to wear that nice jumper now today or I'm going to wear that nice pair of jeans. Just the little simple things.
2: Well, the timing of this is kind of perfect because right. here we are, we're recording on the cusp of February, right? So February is tomorrow. Spring
3: has sprung. Spring Andy. has sprung. Lola brida. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: So we're embodying Bridget, what yes. she, what, you know. All powerful. of what she stands for, powerful goddess energy, mm-hmm. um, the goddess and the saint, and uh, getting it all in there. <laughs> like then. all the Irish women, exactly. saints,
3: for sure. <laughs> oh, that's a whole other podcast. Come on. <laughs> and of
2: course, this is the beginning of spring of the old Celtic calendar in Bullock, So yep. it's a time of year. Now, not necessarily reflected in the weather, necessarily, just To be yet. fair,
3: I was in Dunn's last night and people are still buying
2: thermals, so I would be yeah. careful how this conversation know, goes, but... but Brighter days are on the way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it is getting slightly brighter in the evenings now. It I am is. noticing that, right? Oh. So I'm going to hang on to that because I'm an,
3: I'm an optimist. Yeah. But, you know, temperatures will start to rise mm-hmm. a little. Um, but so also it's time to shed the tights and the big woolly jumpers. And just even for ourselves, it's like, OK, I want to get ready for the spring. I want to feel... Psychologically, it's good for us, is it? Psychologically, it's good. And you can still layer. And I know this; it's not as complicated as women kind of imagine it to be when I say Lear instead of the big chunky knit go for a finer knit instead of you know the heavy black denims you know change the colour you know lighten up a little bit instead of you know the big boots let's go for you know you know I'm a fan of a funky trainer just little things that move us into the new season but we can't do that Sheila unless we start shedding all the pieces that are in the wardrobe from winter Okay. so the first step without a shadow of a doubt is the wardrobe like I will harp on about it until I'm 90 please God if I'm still around The reality is, right, if I said to you, okay, you're going to buy a house now and that house is going to cost you, let's say if you're very fortunate, you can get in under the 250,000 euro, right? But I'd say to you, right, that might have three bedrooms, kitchen, whatever. It might have seven or eight rooms, but you're only going to live in two. Where's that house? Where's that house? (laughs) (laughs) That's the first question. I want to know. So I am being, because we don't (laughs) spend a mortgage, but women actually spend nearly a mortgage on their wardrobe in their entire lives. And if... I said to you, you're only going to live in two rooms in those houses. It's the same thing in a wardrobe. You're only going to wear about to 20%. You say it, like that. it is frightening and mind blowing, isn't it? Said, yeah. wow. How much money we spend, you know, and Europe actually is higher in terms of its spend in retail than America, in the North America. We spend a lot of money on clothes and beauty products, especially more on beauty. But in terms of fashion, we are w- utilizing 20% of a wardrobe. Like, there's nothing like waking up in the morning and going, jeez, there's those lovely pair of jeans I had when I was 20. I'm going to leave them there and I'm going to let it be a reminder of, you know, and I hate having conversations around weight with clothing, but the reality is a lot of Irish women are absolutely allergic to the tag number. They don't want to buy a size that's above what they feel they should be wearing. So we're going to torment ourselves and leave all those sizes sitting in the wardrobe, which, by the way, is on average about a three size variant. Yeah. In the wardrobe. Yeah. I'm going to let that sit in there because we might fit back into it Mm -hmm. one day. Like it's torture. Yeah. And even instead, like a lot of them say, "Okay, so you're telling me to pull everything out. Start with pulling the things out that you are actually wearing. Pull them out first and you'll find it's about 12 pieces.
0: Yeah.
3: Right. And then look at those 12 pieces and say, do they give me any amount of joy at all? You know, not to go marry Kondo on everyone, but you'll realise that, no, they fit. So that's the first reason when we're in them. Um, They might be comfortable, which is always a good thing, by the way. Um, And then the other thing is because we just couldn't be bothered. So there they are just hanging out. So take those pieces out and say to yourself, right, this is what I'm wearing every day. Is this, am I giving any bit of my personality away in in these pieces? Mm. Am I showing any bit of who I am? Nine, times out of 10, you're not. You're just doing it for comfort. And I understand, like my client is you and me. Okay. Yeah. Busy mom.
2: And I and to be honest, yeah like most of the time I'm in leggings, runners and a Gansy.
3: Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, and that's fine. That's fine. But do you feel any bit of joy putting them on? No, it's, the, it's grand attitude. And we don't, we don't adopt that in any other aspect of our life, right? Mm. We don't go into work going, sure. well, look, and I know a lot of people are, you know, we've seen a lot of change in how people are becoming the entrepreneurs now and we're going after the things that we want. But we don't approach any other aspect in our life with this half-arsed approach. So <laughs> I do get very comfy with the comfy though. Yes. Do you know, I get
2: very much reliant on that feeling of comfortable on my physical body like that.
3: (laughs) So how can we elevate it? I'm not here, as I said, to put you into like the Pradas of the world, which is nice if we can all afford it. But how can I make you feel good? And it could be just a simple thing like a cashmere knit as opposed to the polyester and the polymides and all the unnatural kind of fast fashion fabrics that we're buying Mm. and have absolutely (laughs) no soul. And, you know, it could be instead of spending the 30, 40 euros you know, say, right, I'm going to buy a nice colour. It's going to be a nice pop. And the other thing that we're missing is can I wear it more than one way? So, yes, you love your tracksuit or your leggings. We all do. But could I take that jumper that I'm wearing? Could I wear it over a skirt? Could I wear it with jeans? Can I put a nice necklace on it? Could I wear a shirt underneath it? Could I do all these things? And these are the kind of questions we're not asking ourselves every day. You know, we're just like we're throwing it on. Well, we're throwing it and we're going, doing this, that, the other. And the reality is we're fed up with it. You know, women are stuck in a rut. And action is the only thing that's going to take us out of that rut. So we have to do a full assessment of the wardrobe.
2: And that can be scary to do. I mean, I'm, I'm really reminded, I'm right back to where we were when yes. you did that for me and you helped me with my own wardrobe. And I mean, it's there such was a, an
3: emotional thing, right? It's such
2: an emotional thing. And so many items removed. Afterwards, I felt lighter. Mm. I, f- I felt like I could, I could finally see my clothes in the wardrobe rather than them being wedged in yeah. like sardines where I couldn't see anything yeah. Um. and yeah I as you know because we've spoken about this I've reflected in previous conversations I've had in the podcast as well you know I have to be mindful that I have hoarding tendencies so I mm-hmm. do tend to hold on to things oh, yeah. and create this emotional connection with an item I'd be that classic person going yep. I remember the time I wore that God it was beautiful now I only wore it maybe twice but it reminds me of a certain time yes. of where I was
3: at in my life and you might have been happier or thinner or going through different sets of changes but actually we hoard for many reasons not only emotionally but we hoard because of guilt 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 right so we've gone in we've bought this outrageous top that we just like you know we're magpies it's lovely color absolutely nothing to wear it with or no occasion to go to but I like it so I'll buy it so there's got this expensive price tag on it and it's wedged into the wardrobe and we nine times out of ten it could sit there for 10 years on average. okay, We may have taken it out at one stage to try and do something with it, but we haven't bothered. And because there's this overwhelming amount of stuff in the wardrobe, we can't see it. So then we might do something similar another six months later. And then what we have is a load of items, either with tags on it or a load of items that we've nothing to go with. Yeah, And they're the things that I don't see unless I get lucky enough to be invited into the home, you know. And it's those habits and, it, you know, I said about the three is like, uh, you have to be accountable. So until you start looking in the wardrobe, that's the only time that you can start to approach, you know, how you might change your shopping habits. Like sometimes I go in and I would start a wardrobe by, I normally do it from like occasion wear to every day, right? Left to right. No, most people don't have a huge amount of space. Um, But for some people, their habits are so incessant, like they might buy the same pink top. <laughs> same colour. Yeah. So unless I do it by colour, they can't see that they have twenty five pink tops inside in the wardrobe. Mm. The same style, the same shape. It's mind blowing, really. And it's and then they start to go, Oh my god, I never I never realized. So it's only when you make that step, and it doesn't have to be by me, me yourself, just say and Marie O'Connor actually, fellow stylist, had a great tip about wardrobe. She said, When you wear something and you hang it back up, change the hanger the other way around. So after a week or two, you can see the items that you've actually worn. So mm-hmm. even if you just get time to just put the hanger's uniform in, into the wardrobe and twist them after you wear them, then after a week or two, you'll say, I haven't worn that top in a week, in two weeks, in three weeks, in four weeks. And the thing about size is I fluctuate, right? I've been everything from a size 12 to a size 20. Like I'm sitting around 14, 16 now. And I have those size 10 pieces in the wardrobe, but I have to take them out. I have to put them into a clear box. I have to label them. If I haven't touched them in six to 12 months, they're gone. Yeah. And and there's a guilt associated with that. But the reality is you'll only do that once. You're not going to keep making those mistakes if you're faced with it. So you have to face it.
2: OK, so once you break through that, you're 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 breaking a
3: and you're breaking a, a cycle pattern. and an unhealthy pattern and you can see your hoarding. And like the reality is as well, like I had, you know, I'll never put names on it, but like I had a woman in Dublin. I remember I spent the full day with her. Right. And we went through the wardrobe. job. She came from a big family, wasn't a lot of money there, you know, and then she had done very well for herself, you know, and invested in her wardrobe, job, but then kept buying things. Never swapped one in one out is always a good rule as well right so mm. she never did that as a result we had about eight black bags of clothes now yeah. that's pretty big right for a half day's work and even still I could I could sense the hesitance tone um, to her you know she kind of said oh, yeah, I don't know about uh, I said look you need to give it a new home you need to let it go and, and then the story came out about how they didn't have much growing up and such a huge element of guilt A. she never felt she was entitled to it and B. because she bought it she felt she couldn't let it go yeah. So it's such a big it's 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 deep work. And I mean it,
2: it really goes back to you know, we hear about it all the time, but it is that famine consciousness. It is that ancestral stuff that we whether generations, we generations,
3: like, we're carrying it for generations, yeah. Right? Whether we realize it or not, it's in our it's
2: in our blood, it's in yeah. our bones. Yeah. And that feeling of of I suppose ownership. No, I have it now, so I'm gonna hold on to it. But oh. actually, does it serve you? Is it helping you in your life? And you know, while we're talking there, while I'm listening to you, mm. I've realized that since you did the clear out with me, I haven't gone back to the way I was. Changes your habits, right? It has. (laughs) And and part of it is probably where I'm currently living. I have have about two inches of space (laughs) in a teeny tiny wardrobe. Um, Mm. So I don't have room anyway to do it. Now, when I move into our forever home, it'll be interesting to see whether I go back. I hope I won't and I don't think I will. Mm. Um, I think I am far more uh, conscious of when I buy, I try and ask myself the questions of, How am I going to wear this? You know, is this something that is worth the investment? Um, And if I am going in to do the likes of a of a Penny's haul or somewhere yeah. equivalent like that you know realising okay well this may not be something that is going to be in the wardrobe for 50 years mm-hmm. but am I am well, I Well okay it'll probably that? be
3: there for about 2,000 in a landfill <laughs> but Well that's the point isn't it? Yeah it is and look it's it, you know while there is an aspirational kind of you know approach to shopping we have to be real and when you do shop it is budget conscious and it it's all those things it's will I get wear out of it? Can I wear it more than one way? It does it reflect who I am is it going to tell a story? Like I I, I get, you know, in the age we're in now of social media and influencers and TikTok, there's this, you know, pressure to kind of change your outfits all the time. But just take a breath. No, exactly. In terms of the, the fast, fast fashion, fashion
2: industry and the fact that there are so many clothes in circulation, mm-hmm. some will be worn, some won't. Mm-hmm. And often they will just end up being dumped
3: well, we, and we need to do our research as well there's so many good apps out there now right and I know there's a little bit of work but I think it's like the work that we had to put into online shopping we now need to put that into apps that we can you can buy like a 1kg set of swap clothes there's loads of different apps I might give it to you after and you can put up in the notes but mm. you know do your little bit of research like Debop was great for doing kind of designer Vesitaire. is it Vesiteur I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it correctly it's a French site that do design or fines, are discounted prices, but there's stuff that have been worn and they're getting a new home and they're obviously checked and quality checked as well. So it's not like you're getting something that has been worn to death because I very much, and this is, comes back to my Mary Portis days, you know, when you're doing charity stuff, it's don't eat, don't dump, right? It's not like it's not good enough for you. I'll just throw it into a charity shop. You know, is it in reasonable condition? can I see someone else wearing it? And they're the kind of things you put into charity. Otherwise, you're putting them into the bins for weight, you know, that gets sent abroad and et cetera. So you need to be mindful of where you can do your swaps. And if you are conscious and you want to do secondhand, Ireland is an absolute mecca you know, and I read O'Brien, another fellow stylist, she's, you know, the mecca of uh, vintage finds. There's loads mm. in Ireland. So there are ways of doing our shop without costing a huge amount of money, you know, giving something back to the environment. And we can thank the the Gen Zers, you know, they really are. Adapting a more mindful approach. Yeah, which is great. You know, and there's so much greenwashing out there, people don't know about it. You go into Mm. your high street and you think you're putting in your clothes, they're going to landfills. Like, that's the reality. Yeah. So, you know, but there's lots of ways of doing it. And I think I just want to help people find that little bit of joy back in what they wear every day, even if it's it's the nice leggings and the nice jumpers. It's just that little bit extra, you know. So we're back in the room now and yep. on the bed, say, I'm visualising
2: the, the <laughs> items that the person is wearing yep. on a regular basis. Yep. And now we've looked back into the wardrobe and we see a sea of clothes. Mm-hmm. Some who have been worn yep. a handful of times. Yep. Some who may not have ever been put on ever the body. Ever seen
3: the light of day. Yeah. yeah. And also our, situa- our circumstances change. So like I would have a lot of women maybe... Between the 55 to kind of 65, they may have moved back into a two or three day a week and their wardrobe is all workwear and they won't get, let go of it. And they're like, oh, I have meetings. I'm like, yeah, but you work two days a week now. You don't work five. Sure. So your wardrobe needs to represent where your lifestyle is. Am and, I
2: full time? And, and also, I suppose, I also would imagine that um, for a lot of people as well, it's, our sense of style changes over the years. Well, we go through massive change, women
3: especially. Yeah, I think I've gone through about five or different kind of changes, but especially, you know, and I had a lovely, I've, I meet so many fabulous women and guys, but women especially coming to me like I had everything from the age of about 27 to 80 last week, right? Okay. And what I love is each time I do it, there's a bit of an education there. So I'm like, OK, I'm 45, nearly 46. And the woman I had last week was 27. So... She's not 40, but she's not 18. So she's in a completely different kind of era to I am in, as well as being exposed to complete social media, influencing TikTok and body shapes have changed. So it's a whole new world out there. So how can I help her piece together the world? There's as much of an education being given to me As I'm giving back to people and, you know, I find the conversations around body and this negative talk we give ourselves is such an influencer in how we shop. So acceptance, and I keep saying acceptance, acceptance, just where are we now and what money do we have to spend and what do we need to take? Is it work? and if I may just focus on the work piece for a little bit I find this absolutely fascinating I've had so many conversations with women I do a lot of corporate talks etc so what I find is we go in and we buy a lovely dress and it's a simple dress who kind of represents who we are whatever and we wear it a night out we absolutely love it and then we might wear it another night another night and then we go no I won't wear that out I'll wear it too I find this fascinating, right? So I do see the point in you buy a dress, you've worn it out, you mightn't feel good enough in it going out, but you wear it to work. What, it's the messaging we're giving ourselves, right? I don't really, it doesn't really, it doesn't really, you know, float my boat now, so i just wear it to work. The amount of work where I see in women's wardrobes that honestly is not anywhere near where it should be in terms of quality. It's like we go into a certain shop. I don't like naming shops, but there are certain shops out there we go for a suit for work we wouldn't shop there any other time of the year for any other occasion but it'll do for work we have an it'll do um mentality to our workwear and I feel we we are devoid and I am generalising because I'm generalising in a nine to five environment is where I'm focusing on now. We just go, that'll do. And I, it, it blows my mind. I go, well, why do you feel like you have to be a certain way? Now, I understand for, you know, there might be professional jobs or financial jobs that you have to wear a suit, etc. But why can't it be a nice suit? Or why can't you wear a nice top underneath it instead of this you know, devoid of personality. I feel like I need to be this way in order to be taken serious or in order for my peers to appreciate what I'm doing. I see the, you know, on average, if if I go to a, a female's wardrobe, right, and she's working nine to five Monday to Friday, she'll have 12 black pantses. Right. What, why can't it be purple or green? or, And why is the suit kind of just a bog standard suit? Why can't we look for a little bit more tailoring? And by tailoring, I don't mean spending thousands of euros. I mean a jacket that suits our body. You know, we feel like we have to buy this suit, kind of, and it doesn't fit us properly. You know, I have a rule of, well, a rule now, right? And again, I say to you, I hate putting people into boxes. But above or below, you want to kind of create proportions in any body shape, any size. So above or below, kind of your hip line is a really good indicator for where a jacket should sit. If you're really tall, you can kind of play around with a much longer length. But in general, for our average size, you know, height woman, who's about five foot four in Ireland, Above or below, the widest part of your hip is where a jacket goes, And yet I see the most ill-fitting suits. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. So they're the kind of things I kind of pull the mirror up and I say, you know, when you're shopping now, why do you feel you have to shop in this place? And I see all the other nice tops and I'm like, so you wear something completely different going out. Why can't we find a version of that for every day? It's like, as you said to me as well, there's no middle ground for women, right? We can do casual. Yeah. We can do really dressy. That's me. Yeah. It's it a I'm, lot of women.
2: I'm pants at the middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse and, the pun, but like I am, as yeah. in, you know, okay, I do jeans, a boots, yeah. and a top, yeah. or I do leggings and an old Gen
3: yeah, or then I do like uber glam yeah. for work stuff, yeah. But anything, it's, it's that middle ground that I that I, that's that's where the beauty yeah. is. Yeah, it's those little investment pieces. Don't need many, ten to twelve a good style jacket that tells me who Sheila Shoik is. Right. It doesn't have to be black. It can be black. I love, you know, I love neutral colour palettes. I'm really minimalist in my own style. And then I'll do something really fanciful like, you know, something quirky like a pink Rara skirt. Just, you know, extra
2: but you know, let's talk about upcycling as
3: well because yes. I know it's something that we've worked on as well haven't y- we yeah I mean <laughs> wrote off my car the last time we went upcycling one of your suits <laughs> I couldn't You're we spoke never. about this in the background but I sorry it's obviously <laughs> hang Sheila to try day. <laughs> Yeah, you're never going to let me live this no, one down, are no, you? No, I will not. 18 months ago, running like a lunatic. I went to about eight different stores, all for the love. Um, no, but you know what? I love those kind of, that's an education piece for me is understanding in Ireland. Where can I get the little extra bits? Who's who's the best tailor? You know, we've done a lot of work with the out over the years. And like, where can I go to get these embellishments? Oh, we'd awful crack. But uh, yeah, that more than I wrote off my car. But yes, uh, I won't let you forget it. Upcycling hallelujah it's you know a revolution that's happening right before our eyes and it's about time how can we tweak the suit how can we edit it can we dye it can we add little ornate can we do feathers can we do bows why not yeah like, why not and I know you've done it right and you've gotten that extra kind of few wears out of it that, well
2: that's the great thing about it because mm. sometimes you feel like if you've worn no it's great to wear your clothes and I'm a big believer in wearing clothes that this this wear it once lark is nonsense
0: and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
3: I do, I do welcome this whole upcycling. It's made me look at my wardrobe in a completely different light. And if I can use examples, I was cleaning out a fabulous um, ladies wardrobe last week and we had awful fun. And she was actually, when I, I said it to her, I said, you, you've been a really good shopper actually all your life. I can see the only reason I'm here really is for the second pair of eyes and you need a refresh. The reality is the stuff, she minded it so well that it sat in the wardrobe for 20 years which is fine if you invest in there the right kind of pieces that'll kind of date well but there were some pieces that didn't date well and by that I mean you you know the fabric was a little bit tired it was this really really busy print which is lovely if you love making a statement all the time but if you want to get longevity out of it you know that's why I suppose the monotone or the neutral kind of colors work best. But we, had great fun. And there was a couple of jackets and a couple of dresses. And we thought, right, you know what? We're going to make that into a skirt. Mm. We're going to take the sleeves off that jacket and put it and make it a gilet, a, gilet, a gilet. Yeah. And, You know, just little edits. And just it puts fun back in. It's falling back in love with the wardrobe that you did love 20 years ago for a reason. And it's, you know, giving it that extra lease of life.
2: That's really clever. I love that. Love hearing that. And I love hearing that somebody just went and did it and then got to wear clothes again in a totally different way. Because that's the thing, like I, you know, big believer in wearing clothes, but sometimes if you have got plenty of wear out of a certain look or an item, there's a worry that, oh God, somebody will say, God, she's living in that. And she is (laughs) as if she's
3: on again in the upcycle suit, (laughs) you know.
2: But it's great to give it a refresh because, you know, those different embellishments that that
3: one can, can yes. put
2: onto an outfit can completely change it, change yes. the vibe of it.
3: They can. And it's 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 also a way, I think, of bringing in your personality into an outfit. Yeah. So what was a plain suit or even if it was in a bold colour now has all these embellishments on. it's like, oh, now I'm seeing now I'm seeing a flash of something in this, you know, bit of a style kind of refresh, you know. Well, just on the suit thing. Mm-hmm. You're a big fan. Yeah, but I wasn't.
2: Were you not? No, no, I never, I don't think I ever even owned a suit Are until serious? I met you. And they're absolutely
3: gorgeous. Until I met you, yeah. All right. I don't think I ever had one in my wardrobe. Now, we did go for the absolute, we've, we've done a scada, yeah. And we've done fabulous like Maves um label Love Church. We've done high street to high end. And I yeah my I love my O'Malleys. I yes. love, you know, Fantastic. But you know what it is? What does it come down to? Finding the right brand for you. Yeah, that is. It. it could be any item of clothing once it's the right fit. Yeah. And know? I've
2: learned a lot about the length of the jacket it's a big one because yeah. I, I do like a long line jacket. Yes.
3: You know, I, yeah. I like it to come
2: over my hips rather than the boxy ones. They don't yeah. really suit me. Yeah. Um, and each their own.
3: And, and like I know there's plenty of rules, as you said, but sometimes it's. not true. Well nice I hate saying it. rules because I don't like putting people in boxes and the conversation, the narrative around has fashion changed though, has hasn't changed it? So so much. And it never became more evident to me when I was I was lecturing there in Limerick a number of years ago, and I had a bunch of avid kind of everywhere from the age of about twenty five up to sixty five taking the course. It was a fashion styling course, and they wanted to get into personal shopping. And I remember you know reflecting. Referring to my notes that I had probably 20 years ago, and it was like pear shape and apple shape, which are true and relevant. And then I made them go in and do like a little project or whatever. And this girl stood up and she blew my mind. And she said, Fiona, I know you've taught me about shape, and I've no, I know. And then she showed me pictures of herself in outfits that, in essence, wouldn't really work if you were to take the true, you know, rules of size and whatever. But she said, this is who I am. This is my personality and might be the best fitting jacket for my shape. But she said, I love an oversized jacket. I love how this makes me feel. And she said, I play around with different things and to create the kind of, you know, slimmer silhouette, if you like. But I loved it because she held up a mirror to me that day. And I mean, Do you know what? You're right, because look, we can thank the Kardashians for this. Body shapes have changed incredibly like the amount of girls in their 20s with these tiny waists, great curves it really like a lot of women coming to me 20 years ago the way the rule of thumb would normally have been apple shape would have been one of the most regular kind of you know top heavy carrying a bit of weight around the middle and then next to that was pear shape and then 15-20% to hourglass I see way more hourglass women now isn't it phenomenal? Mm. So it has changed. Our height has slightly changed as well. And it's it's what we see and what we're exposed to. Like these girls are educating me in their late 20s now and kind of what they're wearing. And they're just, they're a little, we're a little bit freer. We're less constrained by other people's perceptions. And I see it a lot. You know, I had a woman coming to me. And I know I'm probably going off topic a bit, but I had a woman coming to me, person shopping. And she said, no, Fiona, I'm just telling you now. Like I did this now in a very well-known department store and it was all fabulous. And I got lovely clothes, but she said, I couldn't go to Mass in Kildare last Sunday because she said I was afraid of what the Manaws and all my fellow females would think of me walking into Mass. And I said, oh, so now we shop with this kind of what will other people think of me? I think that those lovely Gen Zers, as I refer to, are caring less about that now and they're dressing for themselves. And I'm like, I'm in that hallelujah. We're so afraid of what yeah. other people and other women especially will think. And if you think of the last night you went out with a night with the girls, mm. you how much planning and stressing? Maybe you didn't have time, but in general, it's like, that's the thing we stress over. It's the, She's I'm going out with the girls now and I have nothing to wear. Instead of the 90%, what we need every day. They're the bits that we need to be investing the time in. So women are fascinating. I've great crack at them. (laughs) I've learned so much and I will continue to learn. And especially, as I said, in the era of social media and the role it has played in how women dress. How items sell out. You know, we're shopping in a completely different way. We're not touching and feeling as much, you know, the product and the fabrics. For me, I still like that you know, joyous occasion of going into a boutique and being looked after. And, you know, you spoke about MacBe's down in Cliffs, There's so many lovely boutiques around Ireland, independent Irish brands, and they know how to treat us and we need to kind of embrace those and, and support them as much as we can.
2: So let's let's talk about the staples. So what yep. do we all need in the wardrobe? So we, we've looked at what we have. We've loads of stuff that we don't have. Mm-hmm. Whether you come in and you rejuvenate and yep. put a load of stuff in bags or whatever yep. we're doing, packing stuff away, particularly because yep. a lot of us... What do we need? Seasonal as well. I'm, yes. I'm not great, I'll be honest, at you know, in summer putting the the winter stuff away because often it can be... Space constraints, I suppose. Well, space and also, you know, you could find yourself on a day in July where it's proper cold and you're you're putting on a jumper because it's not exactly tropical. So there is a bit of that. (laughs) But... um, So what do we we, need to buy? We keep
3: hearing about the staples and... I don't know if I have enough staples in the wardrobe. Yeah, you have to look at your lifestyle. What am I spending 80% of my time doing? And that's what my wardrobe needs to do for me. Am I a busy mom? Am I full time at home? I don't necessarily need the high heel you know, Louis <laughs> Louboutins. I need a good, really nice shoe, something that reflects our personality. We all need a good jacket, the good raincoat that you spoke about. How does it make me feel? Can I layer it up? Can I wear the jumpers underneath in the winter? Can I wear it with a nice shirt coming into spring, summer, longevity, versatility, and more than one wear. These are all the questions we should be asking ourselves. I think everyone needs a nice bag. You know, we go through different phases as women, especially if we're moms, we have the big tote with the nappies and the wipes. And then I find myself now absolutely allergic to big bags because it reminds me so much of a time where I was just, and I'm still busy, you know, I have two boys, they're nine and six, um, but I don't have the same need or, you know, my bag doesn't have to do a certain thing for me now. So now I I shop for a bag. And funny enough, actually, when I had Matthew, he's nine now, I said to my husband, don't mind that eternity ring, no, I don't want any of that. (laughs) I said, I want a handbag. And it was my first time getting a really nice handbag. I still have the handbag to this day and I don't buy sell bits of handbags anymore. I just don't. I buy every maybe couple of years if I'm lucky enough and I realise how privileged this sounds but like that's where I spend my money now in that bag that I couldn't have really you know when I had kids because it was just impractical but it still serves a purpose. I can fit my phone and my wallet and a bit of lipstick. That's all you need. You don't need 40 items in the handbag. So a good bag good jacket. For me, premium denim. I've touched on that. Um, and this comes down to body shape. Like if you need, if you find trousers hard, that's where you need to spend the money. If you find tops hard, that's where the quality or your investment pieces work. So wherever your body kind of challenges are, that's what I say to invest in. For women, tops, you know, are a big issue. But like if you're big busted, try and open your neckline. If you're smaller, you know, busted, you can play around with necklines. Also for women who struggle with accessorising, bring a little bit more print into your, into your wardrobe. And that removes the kind of need for accessorising, which a lot of women come to me and they're like, I don't know how to put things together. Just keep it simple. You know, Um, the good coat, what else? Um, Footwear is a joy for me. So I just, I love picking up pieces. Um, And people ask me all the time, "Jess, you must have a lovely wardrobe. My wardrobe can be a nightmare, you know, because I flit from so many different jobs between TV, personal shopping and I'm, um, you know, music, taekwondo, <laughs> all the kids activities. So I empathise and I understand where women are, you know, with their wardrobes. Um, the other things I would say women don't probably invest enough in, i touched on it briefly, are tops. Tops can, can, can transform the suit. They can be worn under the jumper for the layers and still be worn with a leather jacket in the summer. You only need about 12 key pieces. That's it. Yeah. And there are pieces that flatter your shape. If you're, if that's what you, if you love an oversized jacket, wear an oversized jacket. But what I find is creating balance when you're wearing oversized can be more difficult. So you have to balance it out some way. So if you wear the oversized jacket, maybe a slimmer line in your leg, you know, I wouldn't go big voluminous jacket, big voluminous dress, but some people do. And that's fine. It's up to anyone coming to me or any other stylist to say, look, this is a bit of who I am. I want, I want a little bit of that and i go, well, that's absolutely fabulous. And what if we just tweak it this way? It's all about little tweaks.
2: So if you have a fully functioning wardrobe, yep. it's actually sparse. It's as in, as in, if it's really just what you wear, yep. it's not going to be rammed full of clothes. No,
3: and imagine waking up every single day and going, yeah, I know what I'm going to wear today. And, you know, if you want to be uber organised and there was a time, you know, when I was going to work and I was working Monday to Friday in a very, you know, same job if you like I kind of knew on Sunday and I I did I'm I'm one of those people I did kind of lay out the clothes my socks might have been odd by the way I very I can't sort (laughs) socks in my house it's like where do they go Sheila will someone tell me I know but one of life's mysteries but imagine if you had if you could remove the planning and you just woke up and you knew you could see those 12 or 14 items don't get me wrong I think probably 30 is the magic number by the way 30 pieces you know your winter and your summer kind of coat your jacket whether that's a Um, a leather jacket or a suit jacket or whatever and then your few tops nice bit of knitwear couple of pairs of denim. The premium denim has been, I got off point when I started this conversation. I had a woman last, actually every single woman that came to me last week invested in premium denim. Um, They didn't necessarily need the investment, you know, some of them had really slim legs and that's what they, you know, they didn't need denim to do a huge amount of work, but it does. And this particular denim I put on, I should probably say it, right? I think people yeah. should try. There's a couple of new um brands in in town, you'll get them in Brown Thomas as well. Um, Page have a new denim out and they're a cropped flare and I know when I say flare people kind of you know you and I were in the year maybe a flares in the oh, 90s yeah, yeah. stuck to the leg and it a big really white
2: long they used to get drenched and they'd um, be lovely and um, wear and tear
3: and lovely <laughs> little Yeah.
2: dragged and then, around and then if you're we walking in the rain the water would
3: just ride up yeah back the at the knees yeah, sexy like, stuff <laughs> yeah so now we've got cropped flares which is a joy for a lot of Irish women now you're what are you Shalia you're about five five six five yeah, five six, five, five six. Are oh you? Yeah, I thought you were five seven, but I—I um, I don't know. I'm uh, in between. I'm one of the other. <laughs> <laughs> we're only talking inches here. The joy of craft is it fits most women's leg length. Like my, the average Irish woman, I think her leg length is about 29, 30 inches. It's not very, very long. Mm. And all these craft denims are really functional and fun, and they're like Cape Moss kind of. You know, when she came out with the skinny jeans, they, I, I had to convince Irish women to wear skinny jeans for ten years, and then when they went into them, they wouldn't come out of them. Yeah, and, I'm still in them. Ah, still in them is right. <laughs> but you know what? Like, uh, well, I, I don't personally like them on me, as my neighbour once affectionately said to me, "You've a camogie pair of legs," and if you want to, I never forgot it first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Like, I, I, camogie legs are damn fine yeah, legs. Yeah, and take them. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, thanks very much. For me, I like my denim to have a little flare in them. I love them not skinny. I love them straight. I like if I can wear a boot and a heel with them. So the premium denim anyway, Paige, go in and try them on. They're a new cropped flare. Honestly, the minute I could see this woman's face as she put them on, she's like, oh my God, I can't get over how I look in them. I said, that's what I'm going for when you come for a new wardrobe. They're the kind of pieces you know, that was suspended the But there are certain items you don't have to spend a huge amount on. But if you wear denim every day, invest in the denim because I'll tell you two things will happen. One, it will change your perception of how you feel about yourself in them because mm. you look so bloody amazing. And two, you'll stop buying the 50 euros and the 60 euro ones because yeah. you'll have just spent 250 quid.
2: You probably don't remember because you do this all the time. But I do remember laying out all of my pairs of jeans. How I many did you have? Oh, outrageous <laughs>
3: amounts. Yeah, I remember going, I oh, know. I yeah. can't. About 14 pairs I've Outrageous. seen. In yeah, ridiculous. Of every,
2: every colour. Like, yeah. do you know? Yeah. But I still only wear the odd few.
3: Yeah. And they're the ones that when you were, I was la- I actually remember saying this one time. I remember buying a 25 inch waist high rise. And I remember saying, I'm going to give a fit into these for the weekend <laughs> because I had worked so hard to get into them. And then the minute I got there, it was like, just went bananas and, yeah, you yeah. know, different things. So what I would say is, you know, bu- this is the thing we buy sizes that are not right Um, denim should be slightly uncomfortable as you get into it. Um, It should require a bit of work. I don't mean diving off the wardrobe now into them but it should require a bit of work and if you're spending 250 300 dollars a pair of denims if you're able to um, you know you need to sit down, stand up, sit down stand up you know and while I don't um, I don't necessarily agree I think when you buy them you should sit in them at home for an hour or two and you'll find they're probably an inch too big and that's the joy also of premium and luxury denim. They'll go up in inches rather than two inches because no one is a size 10 or a size 12. Yes. They might be size 13 in the hip, size 11 in the waist or size 18 or whatever it is. So go for that inch and go down rather than up. That's what I always say.
2: So to somebody listening who feels like they don't have a notion what their sense of style is, yep. would you have guidelines or questions to ask yes. yourself that helps you yes. kind of zone in on who am I? Yep. Because I know friends of mine, like one of my closest pals, she has such a distinctive sense of style, and mm. it's gorgeous to see her mm-hmm. in her style. It's kind of it's it's cool, it's a bit edgy, yep. but it's still very wearable. Mm-hmm. Um, but she
3: invests in key pieces yep. uh, that keep her vibe going. And you and know, for she, the outside looking in, you probably look at her and go, "Oh my god, she finds it so easy." And some people do have a natural eye. You know what I'd say is, and and when people do come and they enlist the services of a of a person's style, I always say to them, "So today is the day." today's the day that you're going to pick up that top that you wouldn't pick up in a million years because you like the look of it. And if you like the look of something, you put it on your body and then we talk about how it works and how it doesn't work. And again print and colour it's a whole other topic but how does it make you feel when you put it on and is it doing the right things you know is it highlighting certain areas of your body that you don't love or is it kind of camouflaging areas that you don't love these are all the questions you should ask yourself when someone comes to me and they book an appointment these are the things I will ask them to do I will ask them for their sizes exactly. I will ask them for their waist measurement, their hip measurement. If they if they don't have the time or don't want to go down that road, I'd say the first 20 minutes we're going to do a sizing exercise. I'll get them into the denim that I know is kind of the fail safe, you know, next to a great lift and shape. I'll always kind of start there in the high street. I'll get a sense for what their true sizing actually is. Then I will ask them, where do you normally shop? So if Sheila Shoiger rings me up and she says, Fiona, I want you to come and, and book an appointment. i would say, where do you shop now? And she, you might say, I shop in COS, right? So for anyone that's listening, COS is owned by H&M. It's inside in Brown Thomas. I, I sense a bit of an edge. I go, OK, so they like slightly edgier, oversized stuff. Then I have like a, a list of shops that I know that do something similar, but do something different. So I'll go, OK, now she shops there. I know where to take her. And if they say Dunn's, Marks and Spencer's, I know that it's everyday kind of practical, you know, maybe a little bit, you know, dare I say the word boring, and we've all been there, right? The bits we go in for the leggings and whatever, I don't get an idea of their personality. So then it tells me that they're maybe stuck in a rut a little bit because we all shop forever in those kind of places, but they're not a destination store that we go to. So that tells me you're not used to shopping maybe for different things. Whereas if someone says to me Maj or Louboutin. I think loaded. (laughs) So I ask, where do you shop? I ask what your budget is and what you need to do for that budget so if someone says to me right I have 600 quid which is the average spend by the way most of my clients i would say okay 600 and watch well I need stuff for work and I need a couple of pieces for the weekend so then anyway I need to fit 10 or 12 pieces into that 600 euro window so it tells me very quickly where I can shop do you know and then if someone I have plenty of women who save up and they save their well over 1000 euros and they get a lot for that so it just depends what your lifestyle is is should dictate. If you're working full time, invest in your in your in your work wardrobe. If you have a couple of events coming up, then buy the pieces that you can rewear, that you can upcycle, buy the colours that can be kind of reworn. Um what else do I ask? And your personality, I would imagine, because you meet some people who... I always have a conversation with them on the phone. Yeah, Even if I'm bringing, if they're on RT and we're doing the transformation, I would always have to have a chat with them first. Because
2: for some people I meet, their personality is so reflected in what they wear. Oh, and yeah. it, before they'd even open their mouth, you'd know what they do for a living, say. 100%. It's so obvious. But then with other people I meet... You get nothing. You get nothing from mm-hmm. what they wear. I could sometimes fall into that because... You know, I feel like sometimes my my clothes don't necessarily reflect who I am, and but also I suppose we're not one person. I can be no, the, exactly. And I can wear the power suit and and embody a certain energy mm. doing certain yeah. things, but then in a lot of other parts of my life, I'm very earthy
3: and very yep. laid back, and and I lo- and that's good. It's good. You don't have to fit into one personality block. I go from minimalist Scandi style to you know feathers and bows. Yeah. Um, the yeah. thing for me is, and we haven't really touched on it, but like it is a form of communication what we're wearing and. If you're in an environment where you don't get a chance to chat to someone, you know, and you need to get, we do form these opinions really quickly. So I say, why do you give anyone that power? you know, get out ahead of it. And a lot of people talk about colour and what it can do for you as a person. But I also, if if you were to reflect that and you're you're that person in the room that's giving a talk, don't be the one that comes in, you know, dressed in red because you're going to kick someone's ass, which is how that colour is perceived, by the way. Interestingly enough, a lot of women don't like women in red, which I find fascinating, right? OK, because I love red. I love red. But if you're coming in, OK, and you have to give, let's say, a serious presentation, you come in in red. That can put a lot of people's backs up. Do it a different way. It's not about the colour that's empowering you. It's about how the colour you're wearing can empower others or alienate them. Interesting. So, yeah, it is, and I, I, you know, I've often. I might need to retire my red suit. <laughs> I love red, by the way. I love it because it makes me feel good. But you have to get to a certain level of confidence, and you know, familiarity with yourself before you can, you know, I suppose, comfortably own the colours you're wearing. But what I find fascinating is how other people would perceive you in this colour. Oh. You know, and it's if you talk about communication, you talk about different styles. Colour is communication style as well. Yeah. You know, you think yellow, you think nice sunshine, you think you know blue you know, strong, kind of calming, so many different layers to colour, which I find fascinating.
2: So we need to get better, ask yourselves the questions um, and that it's not just clothes are not just there to get us from A to B. No. That they are an expression or an extension of who we are. But why
3: can't they be? I don't see it enough and we do it in every other aspects of our lives so why can't our clothes reflect a little bit of of who we are?
2: So those listening who I I would imagine there are people listening going I need I need Fiona my life (laughs) I want her to come to my house and do a a wardrobe detox that is a service you provide you Mm. also do styling Mm -hmm. Um, but I think you've given listeners a lot of food for thought and an opportunity to check in with themselves and maybe just that scary moment when you properly look into the wardrobe, yeah. not just, because a lot of us just look and uh, go, oh no, oh, I can't be deal. And if you're again. lucky
3: to have doors, you'll close the doors. And I don't way. have doors in mine, so it's a constant reminder. I have to keep mine ship okay, shape. Yeah. I have a very small space. Um, yeah. So just set aside one or two hours now in the next week or two and just make that start. Just pull out a few bits and bobs It is a bit of a it can be a full day event though when you do tackle the wardrobe <laughs> Could be two days Yeah Because so. once you start weeding like the honesty is how many wardrobes are you in? <laughs> mm. Most people and I know, if you're tight in space totally understand but the rea- you know if you're lucky enough to have your own home the reality is you're in at least two wardrobes Yeah What's in them? Oh, I love, I love that. And so start with one, you know, and just start pulling stuff out. It is, you need to set aside the time and we don't do it. And the other, if I could say finally, because I know we're wrapping this up, but like the foundation piece, we could set aside the time for the work wardrobe or the occasions. We, when did this the last time you said, I'm going to go into town now and I'm going to buy myself a bit of underwear. New bra, I'm going to get measured. And what I find really funny, women in the fitting rooms say to me, take no notice of the underwear now. And I'd say, You knew you were coming to me. Don't mind. But you think you're pulling the wool over my eyes. That's the best underwear you have. I've seen it now. I like we don't. We don't empty out the the knicker drawer. We don't invest in ourselves in the time. Some people do, but in general, it's the last thing we think of when it's the first thing we put on. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? So And set, a good brass, so important. Oh my God. And the reality is we fluctuate in brass size. All the time. Mm. So we need the extra size up on on the back and down in the cup or vice versa. And it is not a one size fit all. You do need to get fitted. But wherever you get fitted, that's where you buy the bra. You're not going to be the same size bra in a different store. Sure. and, you know, the do you have any
2: recommendations actually on the best places to go? Because I know a lot of places uh, offer the service of, of They do,
3: and to be honest with you, I, while I do measure women as part of kind of what I do, but in general, I would say go to the experts you need to do your research online. There's a couple of new stores that have opened up. You know, the Ernest and the, the Marks and Spencers of this world are really good, but it comes down to the person you're actually getting fitted yeah, with. Yeah. Can you make a connection with that person? And the one thing I'd say to Irish women is you don't have to buy the bra. 'Cause you'll go in and we it's like getting the haircut. How's that? Lovely. And you go home, then you cry into the mirror for yeah, an hour. Pull
2: across the <laughs> curtain and
3: wash the hair again and the car's like, What happened to you? I thought you got your hair done. Desperate, desperate haircut or desperate blow dry. <laughs> Bras are the same. And because someone has helped us, we have this like people by the bra. People yeah. pleasing. So the rule of thumb is, you know, if you're if you're taking off the bra and you can fit your hand inside the back of it, it's not the right size bra. You know, there's different things like the width of the band that goes underneath your bust. A lot of women don't, you know, get the right thickness and that can kind of give you a little bit of shape as well. So what I'd say is shop on a day where you're not massively hormonal or upset. (laughs) And, you know, when you're feeling good about yourself early in the morning, book your appointment. There's loads. There's one in Dundrum in Marks. There's um, one you've caught me in the hop now. I can't remember half the names of the ones I do. But what I'd say is these women are experts, but try and go to someone that you feel you can have a connection with. I always kind of stalk the lingerie departments and I have a look at see how people are interacting with other people. And if I like their vibe, they're the ones I'll go to. And if you're not happy, bring your t-shirt as well. I find when you're trying on a bra, bring a t-shirt in with you and put the bra on and see how it's sitting under your tops and stuff a lot of women don't they look at themselves in the bra in the mirror and they don't put anything on over to see how it sits or looks so that's always a good test you can see the gap in between the boobies and things like that so bring bring your favorite top with you when you're when you're going shopping and uh, the last thing I would say is just be kind and accept our bodies the beautiful vessels we have for what they are right now and and dress that. Go forth and enjoy. <laughs>
2: That's such an important message to end on because, as you said, and you've been talking about the entire time of the chat, like accepting where we're at is really important yeah. because we do, we are often very hard on ourselves. The we negative can often talk,
3: be negative about ourselves. Mm. And I think, as you were talking and comparison, about comparison, and we talk about it being the key, f- we compare ourselves yeah. to other people's bodies. yeah, And often it could be our siblings or our parents or our friends, and we're like, oh, they always look great in this and the other. This is who you are. This is your body. This is now your lifestyle. This is what you're willing to spend. Now, how can I feel fabulous? And and try and just, you know, yeah. be kind.
2: It's great that the younger generation don't seem to have the same hang-ups. Isn't it great? There's a lot of unlearning happening. There's a lot and of
3: unlearning. They have a lot of anxiety in other ways. But sure. I would say that um, in terms of how they shop, there's a... Give less of a shite about it, really, yeah, which good. is fantastic. Which is
2: very healthy. Yep. Which is very healthy. Um, and, you know, to be fair, like, would I like to be a smaller version than I am? I would, but. Oh, we I, all. And that's yeah. the reality. But I've also accepted that I am in my mid 40s. We mid-40s. may as well feel good.
3: What's that? <laughs> we may as well feel good while we're in well, this place.
2: Exactly. I'm also in my mid 40s. I've had two kids. So I'm not going to look the way I looked in my 20s. So I have to be real also. Exactly. And. And and
3: know, if you did, you wouldn't have your two glorious babies. Well, so, exactly. you know, it's it's taking that pause, you know, and you speak about it a lot. Just that, pause. where am I now? What, what size actually? When is the last time I measured my waist? Why am I trying to fit into the 32 waist or the 38 or 26, whatever it is? Yeah. Measure your waist, start there. And uh, yeah, and I would say... Um, I see a lot of interactions with moms and their daughters I find it really funny but you know go on your own and enlist someone if you feel like you can't trust the sister or the mom. because I do find we're very judgmental and what suits you doesn't necessarily suit your siblings or whatever so don't be afraid to take that leap on your own and there's plenty of services within department stores that are free as well so okay. take the leap. If people want to get in touch with you? I would say the best way and I find actually I have too many ways but the best way is on Instagram at fhstyle or they can pop me an email fiona at fhstyle.ie That'd be great. Thanks a million. Delighted to be here. Thank you.
2: Feel free to reach out to Fiona if you're looking for some personal styling or a wardrobe detox and check out the show notes as well where she has added in lots of resources for us. Thank you so much for listening to Ready To Be Real.
0: Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat,